Hello, welcome to the Marlison Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Henry. I'm your other co-host, Matthew. And today we have a special guest that was here previously a long time ago, uh, but he's back now. Uh, like to introduce yourself, Jay. Hello, I'm I'm Jay. I was from the Pirates of the Caribbean episode, and I'm back for a new one. Yeah. Because uh, today we're doing quite a big topic. They kind of the big movie, I would say, of the next month, <laughs> I guess. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home, and mm-hmm. just the palaver that is that movie, because um, <laughs> we don't know what's happening, really, do we? Um, but before that, it's like I mentioned, we do have an Instagram account, at Marvelous in our podcast, where we do do uh, reviews during the week, and podcasts usually on a Monday. Um, also got a Twitter account, at Cinema Marvelous. Uh, you know, got reviews over there as well, and a podcast on a Monday again, uh, usually. Um, feel free to follow us, share us, like our posts, or just get in contact with us and see what happens. Don't know. Feel free. Um, but yeah, do you want to? I think we'll just start off with. Well, we'll start off with Jay, and I guess, how are you feeling about this movie as it's about to come out? <laughs> Hello. Sorry, I think I might have just cut out that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Um, so how are you feeling about this movie and before it comes out? Um, I, I didn't know how to feel about it. Um, you know, the, the previous two films have been have been decent. They've been all right, um, but not you know massively captivating to me. They're not like some Marvel films I'd like rewatch. They're, they're good for a one-time view, and then I haven't really went back to look at them um but you know recently all the hype and the marketing i am quite excited just to see what on earth to do with it <laughs> yeah yeah i think i think i well i guess we haven't really mentioned what our opinions might have might be in the previous movies because i'm quite mixed on the previous two movies mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i quite like homecoming I, I would say that I don't like the next one, Far From Home. Um, and we've talked about it before, I think, on the podcast. And I mm-hmm. think it's, it's one of the few things that me and Matthew just disagree about. We're lucky it's one of the few things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, because you would say that you like them both like pretty well. I do. I, 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 do, I enjoy them both at the, at the very least. And for large periods of both films, I, I do really quite enjoy them. Um, it's difficult to sort of because the, the typical debate is to weigh them up against the films that have come before, which is kind of un- unfair to all films involved because I think every version of the character and every version of the character's films have strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, for, for the most part, I would say I've really enjoyed both of the MCU Spider-Man films so far. Yeah. And while I was sort of very apprehensive at first about No Way Home. I'm kind of slowly coming around to it. Mm-hmm. Me too, I think. <laughs> um, it, it, it's panning out to be like a similar thing where we've talked about it before about Boba Fett and Luke Skywalker being on The Mandalorian. And mm-hmm. that when those ideas were sort of first bounded about, I was very much, no, you can't do that. That's a bad idea. And then when it happened, it was, it was insane. It was one of the, <laughs> <laughs> one of the best, best things I've seen. <laughs> um, so, as we see more stuff, and as we had the first trailer, where you have you have Doc Ock coming out with all his tentacles swinging, mm-hmm. 
Um, and I was just, I was on board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, well, I think was... everyone when seeing, you know, Doc Ock come back was, you know, everyone who was apprehensive was just like, ah, fuck it, Doc Ock's back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I had a very similar thing. I, I, as soon as I heard about these rumours of, we're getting like Electro back and we're doing Tori Maguire and he's coming back and if everyone, you know, multiverse and all that, I think my reaction was very much, why, why are we doing this? I don't want to do it just yet, maybe. Um, it felt very random. I've st- I still think it feels random. Like I didn't, mm-hmm. I personally just didn't get the feeling from the previous two movies or whether universe, universe was going that we were going to get a Spider-Verse movie next. Um, but I guess we are. I mean, we definitely are now. We've got that trailer. Um, and I think, so. yeah, I think what you're saying there, I think for me is a similar thing of, I saw Doc Ock and a part of me just went, fuck it. Like, I'm, I'll watch it. Yeah, I'll be there day, day, I'll be there day one, no matter what. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But this is an issue. If Doc, you know, if Doc Ock and, and, and some, of the, some of the villains are back, because at the end of Spider-Man 2, Doc Ock, you know, becomes a good guy. He says, you know, I will not die a monster and takes down the thing. So is he going to come back as a villain? Because then you retcon him basically the entire character. And yeah. Sand- well, there's all sorts well, of theories. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, yeah. I agree with you because they are, especially with Sandman as well. Like, Sandman's definitely good at the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, I think. That's kind of the, I think that's the, not the main worry, but I think a very big worry is what you're saying there of like, what, is this the actual Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2, or is it just like a parallel kind, I don't know how to put it, but like a parallel variant. A variant. A variant, yeah, like kind of like, he's Doc Ock, but he didn't turn good at the end, sort of thing. How would Um, you feel if he was a variant? uh, I would feel like... It would fix that problem, but at the same time, I'd wonder what's the point in getting him back. Like, mm-hmm. if it's not the one that we know, why are we doing this? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't can't see this, and then be like, oh, he looks the same, but he's a completely different person. Yeah, like it just feels a bit weird. And I think, like, even I think the big thing being like, if Andrew Garfield comes back in Tori Maguire, and it turns out that they're not quite like the films that we know. And it's just a bit like, so you're getting them back just because they look like them. And it's just a bit, mm. why? I, think, <laughs> I don't think they dare do it with the actual Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it it's a plausibility with the villains because some of them have died. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I think only, only two of them are actually still alive. <laughs> yes. There's only Sandman and Lizard that are still alive, I think. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. mm. they had a habit then, in the previous movies of killing everyone off. <laughs> it still blows my mind a bit that Sandman's the only Raimi villain that survives. <laughs> yeah, it's the only one. Yeah. Um, but this is what I, I, I saw. I saw like the whole sort of rumour with all these leaks and stuff. Is it's like a moment or a moment before they they die. Mm. And so that's how they're going to get away from, well, half of them are dead. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think it was um, Alfred Molina in an interview. They said that, um, it's, well, I suppose it's quite an infamous quote now. <laughs> that, um, he said they, they said that he's been, 
plucked straight from the water just before he died, and John Watts told him that in this universe no one really dies. Yeah. Which I get the point, but the internet the internet has run wild with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, and as well, there is something that uh, says in the trailer. Getting getting technical now. But in the trailer, when you see Doc Ock on, and the arms, the light from the arms is red or something, and that indicates that the arms are in control. Mm, so I yeah. guess that's a way around him being good again. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think. I mean, yeah, the safest bet for them to do is basically tell Doc Ock's story from Spider-Man 2, where it is uh, the arms are controlling them, and then he becomes good and, and learns to control them by the end of the film. That's mm. realistically the only way they can get away with Doc Ock being good at the end of the film without butchering the second film. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think I think as well, I think it's just a bit of a... I think the MCU and how far it's came from 2008 and is literally at this point just the comic books on screen um and i do think in a lot of ways that's a good thing but i also think at the same time the comics do have their flaws and a big flaw is the thing that i quote there like of no one ever really dies and that's kind of an issue because <laughs> what are the sticks um i and... um i i once had someone say that um i think it used to be a saying that the only two people that stay dead in the comics are uh, Uncle Ben and Bucky Barnes. Which is now <laughs> ironic. Yeah, because he's back now. <laughs> One day we'll get Uncle Ben back. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I kind of feel a bit iffy about the idea of just bringing everyone back because cause that, then that means probably in five, ten years' time we're going to get Tony Stark coming back or, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it becomes... I don't think the characters dying means your movies mean something, but I do think it's definitely a big kind of letting you know that we're, you know, we're committed to these stories and not just bringing it back for the sake of remember this sort of thing. Mm. Um, so I think it's a big, a big worry of mine with this film. And I mm. think as well, would you agree that Jay, that I think for me, one of the worries is it's not just too much for one film. Um, because we've had Spider-Man films in the past where it's um, just been too much <laughs> in one film. Um, yeah. And I think, is I that think, a worry for you? I mean, I, I thought about it, because when you look at Spider-Man 3 from Raimi's trilogy, they mm-hmm. put a load of villains in, and it didn't really work. Mm-hmm. Then the second Amazing Spider-Man film, they put three different villains in, and it didn't really work. Now they've got six villains <laughs> for the third film, for the third try. Mm-hmm. Will it work? Which... <laughs> Technically, like you said, they don't actually have to keep introducing these characters if they do just pluck them from the universes we already know. So, you know, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, if they continue them stories, they can get away with not having to to build up the characters. They can just sort of almost get right into the action. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is there's a lot of room for this one to work compared mm. to the previous ones. But because they've got to be careful, so if they, you know, for example, butchered Doc Ock and said, oh, well, no, he's a villain now this entire time. End of Spider-Man 2 didn't make sense. You can still go and watch Spider-Man 2 isolated from the MCU. But -hmm. in your head, you're always going to know that canon at the end of this, he goes over there. And it's always going to play on your mind. So you can't really enjoy Spider-Man 2 as much as a single film because you'll always have that in the back of your head. So that's what they've got to be careful of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
is really treating these, you know, especially Tobey Maguire's films with, you know, the respect and the the legacy that they've had on the superhero genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree, and I think I, I think in a way, I think this is the first time the, the MCU has tried to meddle with history. Because <laughs> I think. Yeah. I mean, they've always kind of built their, they've built their own universe and it's worked very well. And if they've ever retconned something, it's from their own universe. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like, this is kind of the first time where it's been unclear as to what they're going to change about things that weren't in their universe. And are they just going to go back and kind of mess about with something that isn't really theirs? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do wonder how much of this is Sony. Um, is, yeah, that's a big question. Yeah, because we had that debacle a few, I think, two years ago now, maybe. Um, Might even be three. Maybe, yeah. Um, where yeah, two, Tom Holland two. was kind of pulled out of the MCU for like a, a month or something like that, because uh, mm-hmm. of all these trade negotiations or whatever like that. And he got back into it, and it was it was kind of left unclear as to what the New Deal was. And I have yeah. got to wonder: was the New Deal a Spider Verse film with everyone coming back? And how much of that was Sony and not really Marvel? Um, well, I think this is, I think it was from an interview I remember watching with uh, Tom Holland when he got plucked. I remember he went to went to Sony and was just like, well, what can we do? And because of the uproar, both Marvel and Sony kind of had to got forced to come together. And I think this is a genius idea, this film, this multiverse film to fix that. So if mm. you've been... I've been watching, and Sony keep changing their whole oh, Sony Spider-Man cinematic universe. Sony Spider-Man. <laughs> it's very much that. So if they do this multiversal film, bring the three Spider-Mans together. Marvel can mm-hmm. keep Tom Holland to do their stuff. But if you uh, watch the, the is it Morbius or Morbius trailer, the vampire one that mm-hmm. Sony. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Morbius. So they've got yeah. So they've got a picture of um, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man painted on the wall but it's Andrew Garfield's Oscorp organization. And then they mentioned the Iron Venom quote. So this could be a good thing for if Tobey Maguire's out, he's done his trilogy, he's fine. Andrew Garfield still wanted to play Spider-Man. So Sony could have Andrew Garfield and continue their Spider-Man films in that side of the universe. And Tom Holland can stay in Marvel. So then the both get the rights to Spider-Man and Spider-Man characters. But they've done this multiversal thing where they're like, right, cool, we own this much, you own this much, you go do that, and we'll go do this. Mm. So if they play their cards right, this could be a great sort of middle line that they meet at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think as well, it's, I don't know if it's been kind of, it's been for the past like month or so now, I think Tom Holland's been making a lot of weird comments about if he's going to be Spider-Man for much longer. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. I would say for the past like ten years, well five years, has never really been a question. Is he, I think, in my mind, he's going to be hit, he's going to be that character for at least a decade. Um, so I think it's so weird that now he's kind of bringing up the idea that he might not be doing this for much longer, which sounds really weird to me. And it feels like it does feel like the deal could have been we're going to bring back everyone, and you can do your thing, we can do our thing. But I think there's also going to be the idea that they might just complete Sony at some point might just completely phase out Tom Holland somehow, mm-hmm. um, which is weird because I would even though we uh, have kind of different opinions on the new newer films, I do think generally from like a 
completely objective point of view, they've made a lot of money and it's, you know, Rotten Tomatoes and whatever sites you want to look at, it's, they're both well-reviewed films. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're doing, like, they're doing well. People love the character and he's been very well used in the kind of the team-up films. And it's kind of confusing. And it's came out of completely nowhere hearing Tom Holland be like, oh, good luck to the next guy. And I'm like, but you're like 25 years old and you just got started. <laughs> um, you're not yeah. Hugh Jackman at the moment, <laughs> you know? And it's especially weird considering for the longest time we've, we've heard about how they intend on doing all these trilogies of him in high school, him in college, him being older. Mm-hmm. And then to hear this, it's kind of like, is this just a really bad bluff? Maybe, yeah. Just because Tom Holland's useless. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. Or is, is this genuine? Because, you know, a lot of actors have played roles for a very long time and they've they've come to the point of, of wanting to do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe has Tom Holland reached that point? Because I certainly think someone like Zendaya definitely feels like he's outgrown that role now. Yeah, a bit. And you well, can... how many films has he now been in Spider-Man? Uh, this will be the f- sixth. Six, yeah. He's had his own so. two films, Civil War and then Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. Is that seven? Is it? I think so. Really? Civil War, the two Avengers films, his three. Mm. Uh, oh, no, yeah, yeah. six. This is six. Yeah. Huh. So um, I think, uh, yeah, and I got the sense from, cause I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure even like less than a year ago he was saying, "I'll do it for as long as they want me, want me around." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I'm wondering, did they not want him around anymore? <laughs> Which like, unless, feels yeah, this weird. Is like, sorry. Unless, sorry, yeah. Unless this is the extent of like the Sony and Marvel agreement for the moment is we'll do this big thing, see how it goes, and then we'll take it from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because another sort of interesting thing about how this deal may have gone about is because on the Disney Plus there a couple of days ago, um, Marvel announced they're doing an animated series in the MCU about Spider-Man's early days. Mm. Yeah. Um, for Disney Plus, which is weird because the Spider-Man films with Tom Holland they don't stream on Disney Plus. Ah, uh, yeah. It's because point. Sony Sony have them for that for. For their reasons mm-hmm. so it's weird that we now have something that is spider-man that definitely seems to be completely marvel which is unusual yeah because <laughs> yeah. you know there are also people saying that well they could just remove tom Holland spider-man from the mcu mm-hmm. which was something that you know it was a popular thing not too long ago that people were, were saying more then but it's mm-hmm. still a possibility um I don't think they will because it just wouldn't really make sense. Yeah, and I think I I don't know how to how to bring this up, but have you seen the new Venom film, Jay? Uh, Leather Mechanics, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, so you've seen the post credit scene with Tom Holland. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just gonna just didn't want to spoil that in case. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, 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 no. But, I'm all for this. <laughs> yeah, I think that post credit scene does have like an element of are they going to drag him into the Sony universe and just leave him there for like now? Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> um, I think for me, the Sony films post like the actual Spider-Man films have been a 
just a bit of a mess mm-hmm. of are they dark like our destroyers or are they just really weird funny oddball movies because i think i didn't love venom 2 or anything but i think venom 2 knew what it was at least um mm-hmm. but venom 1 and also like morbius look so like they look so confused as to what they are um and i think it's just I'd rather not be in that universe right at the moment because <laughs> I feel like they're going through some sort of growing pain sort of thing. Um, and I just wonder how, I wonder if they're thinking, will this, if this movie is really successful and it's the sort of like an uptick in uh, love for the Garfield version, for example, will they mm-hmm. kind of just take it as, we'll just do Garf- Garfield Spider-Man from now on? Um, yeah. And then, like, ten years from now, do another Spider-Verse thing and then move on from that as well. Because I definitely um, think we're now at a point where you could probably have two Spider-Men running concurrently. Yeah. Because I we think... now have a situation where next year we have we have three Batman. <laughs> we do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I feel like now, with similar to the fact that, you know, comic book films are now able to take more direct influence from the comics whereas opposed to the 2000s where people were afraid that people wouldn't like the x-men costumes mm, yeah i think we're now at a point where maybe they can trust the audience to know that this spider-man exists here and this spider-man exists there mm, yeah um because i think i think you know you're looking at toby if toby does come back mm. it's probably just going to be for one film i don't there see it really a need for a spider-man 4 because you know even if you dislike spider-man 3 most people accept that that does have a pretty solid ending mm-hmm. yeah yeah whereas a lot of the feeling towards the garfield films is that he got shafted <laughs> yeah, and definitely. he is kind of owed another film yeah yeah i'd agree i think the consensus uh, would would you agree jay that you feel that i don't know i don't really know what your opinion is on the garfield films but do you feel like he also got a bit a bit short changed i guess <laughs> from his film oh yeah like i wasn't a massive a massive fan of them from for multiple reasons some of the times i think maybe i'm just a bit too harsh because it's you know it's not sam raimi's trilogy but mm. out of all of them i feel like you know, the, the first trilogy, Sam Raimi's, that came to a very conclusive end. The three films went through three different stages of, of being Spider-Man. While Andrew Garfield, you know, rightly so, does deserve... Because the ending of the second one, like, he goes into the Battle Rhino and the, you know, people are already setting up Sinister Six Easter eggs in the background. So it's like, they had another film planned and then they just cut his story completely short. So he does... In a sense, if this does go well, you know, Tony to give him that third film. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think as well with having a third film, it would kind of alleviate a lot of the pressure on the second film that you made. Um, you would, yeah. Because the second film is so much of it is literally um, wait until the next film because we're gonna have this villain and that villain and this universe thing and. And that kind of really harms that film as, a, as an actual narrative. And I think, similar to like Iron Man 2, for example, which um, I would say is a film that kind of similarly gets like bogged down in universe setup. I think looking back on that film, you have a bit more of appreciation for it. Um, 
because like we could see, we could see Black Widow and go, oh yeah, she will eventually be a character that we actually do like, and you know we can see these these threads go somewhere, and it kind of makes us be a bit less harsh to that film as this his own film, and unfortunately Garfield just didn't get that at all <laughs> with his films, um, and the second film, the second film's a really weird one because I feel like it has more personality and more, it, it try, it's really trying for something more than the first film I think did. But it's just really just hampered down by the script and Sony's like, we got to do everything now. And, you know, we've got to have every villain right now uh, sort of mentality. Um, mm. And I, yeah, I just worry about it. And I think, well, I think a big theory that's going around, I want to get both your opinions on this. Do you think they'll kill off any of the Spider-Men in this film? I think I'll, I'll, I'll let Jager first. Um, well, I saw, yeah, you know, I've seen the artwork, and you know, there was an artwork done by someone about a year ago when it was first announced that all three of them might be might be here. Like, oh, Tobey Maguire's will will be the one to die, and then some people were like, no, it'll be Tom Holland's because he's done as Spider Man, and then people were like, no, it's Andrew Garfield because he was like, arguably the worst one. But then, like, the more and more you sort of learning about it and the leaks that are coming out. And by the way, the marketing team for this film have actually done such an incredible job. <laughs> but I feel like it would have been a good idea to maybe kill one of them off. But then I feel like with everything, you couldn't do it to Tobey Maguire's because it would just be a bit of a, a a hit to the, you know, the original guy. And then you can't do Andrew Garfield or Tom Holland because if they're going to settle the debate by, oh, well, Sony, you can have him and we'll keep him. Mm. Then you can't really kill them kill them off. Maybe kill an MJ, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just did something very similar. Um, I think out of the three Spider-Men, if you're going to kill one, I think it's probably most likely to be Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, again, similarly because, you know, his films concluded his story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, from a wider perspective... The Spider-Man sort of the, the 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 online discourse that's around Spider-Man is a nasty enough place as it is. <laughs> so killing Tobey Maguire, mm. that would that wouldn't go down very well. Yeah, it brings a lot of um, hatred. <laughs> um, but I I, I always see a lot, of, a lot of a lot of places say that one thing that could happen is. It's not necessarily a death, but one thing I can definitely see happening is that Tobey Maguire will probably at some point say to Tom Holland's Spider-Man that with great power comes great responsibility. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can see that being a key scene and that maybe being something that he says to him as he goes back through his portal or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as for distinct deaths, I, I think, similar to what, with what Jay said, I think they'll probably kill MJ. Mm, okay. If anyone. Um, Toby's MJ? No, um, oh. uh, Zendaya. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, mainly yeah, because she's like a massive actor now. Like she's probably too tied up to do any more Spider-Man films. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's she's off doing perfume adverts in June. <laughs> exactly. She was in like 13 minutes of the film, and you know, <laughs> the entire marketing campaign was around her. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think I think it's more likely them to kill off some of the MCU Spider-Man's sidekicks. Um, mm. I think there's a shot in the trailer of um, Happy in the car, 
Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but I, I struggle to see why they'd kill him. Mm, yeah, yeah. I um, think kill Aunt May. Sorry? Did they kill Aunt May? I suppose they could, but... Yeah? yeah. Um, I think that's... You know, I think that could happen, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she gets... um In the comic that this is supposedly based on, I think she gets shot. Hmm. Oh, yeah. He does that thing with Strange or something or other, and then she gets shot as a result, and that's what makes him go to Mephisto. Yeah. Yeah. So they could go that route. And then obviously the other one is is Ned. Hmm. Who, I I don't know what, Jay, your opinions on Ned are. (laughs) Um... I mean, you know, from the from the two films, you know, he's got some scenes, you know, with across Tom Holland. But when you think of the Spider-Man MCU films, Ned never pops up. Like we've listed a lot of characters, Ned is at like the bottom of the pile <laughs> with <laughs> with important characters. I feel like he's just there as a good like friend to him, and, and probably nothing more or nothing important. Mm. Yeah, I think not like you know Harry think... Harry was in the first trilogy. Especially for the third mm. film, like that sacrifice was decent because we've been following them too as partners through the three films. But Ned's just sort of—he's there one minute and then he's gone for the next hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's kind of leading towards one of my problems with like the Tom Holland films in general. I feel like when it comes to his films so far, it's been so focused on the big MCU kind of Iron Man legacy and all that sort of thing that it's kind of ignored a lot of the actual Spider-Man supporting characters. Um, yeah. And I think that's sort of been the same so far. And I think for me, I I liked Homecoming, but I didn't like the next one, Far From Home. And I feel like what I wanted after that film was just a film about Tom Holland as the character and his the people that he knew, and that was it. Like, I didn't want the next film to be this big, multiversal, everything that comes together sort of film. Mm. I just wanted to feel like I actually could get a grasp on what this version of the character's world was. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of disappointing to me as just a concept that straight after that film that I didn't particularly like that was going to go straight to Toy Maguire's back and Andrew Garfield's back and Doc Ock and Vulture and whatever. Um, it kind of feels a bit like we're moving forward when I wanted to really just stay where we are for a bit and catch our breath and then go do that maybe one day <laughs> in the future. Um, mm. And yeah, I, mm, yeah, I just, I'm just, I do think in the future, <sighs> assuming we're going to get, um, uh, uh, you know, a Tor- uh, uh, Tom Holland trilogy of college films and a trilogy of, you know, him being a teacher or whatever films, um, I would be very happy about that. I'm not, I'm assuming that we're going to get that, but I think if it's just going to be this one trilogy and that's it, which is sounding oddly like it actually might be, I just would rather this film was not this, <laughs> like this big, huge event thing. Um, I think I'd just rather it be a film about him as a character. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good time to bring up actually that there has been some quotes he's mentioned recently about his comments on this film and the way it kind of feels different from the previous ones. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I've, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. He kind of said that, I mean, something like the big words that he uses, he's, he's called it brutal, dark, and sad. And it's kind of like putting people, um, it's kind of like putting people like these characters that you love through things you never want to see them go through. 
which for me was quite exciting, honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> it sounds quite sadistic, but that's what I was missing from the previous two films. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't like the character were going through that much. And just want to see Tom Holland's Spider-Man come come up against actual, um, real like consequences for his actions, and I think this could be it. Um, I do kind of believe him when he says this. Um, that's going to be this quite this dark and different and brutal. Um, um, but yeah, I'm hoping it's that and not just another fun adventure where we meet every other character for tw- like two hours and then leave them behind. <laughs> um, yeah. Would you want that, Matthew, from this film to be like more darker? Definitely. I think it's something that will immensely benefit from it. And while I, I like, like I said before, I have enjoyed the previous two MCU Spider-Man films, I do acknowledge that they aren't as about Spider-Man as previous versions have been. And that is a bit of a shame. Mm. And so while, yeah, I, I I do agree with you that I think I'd much rather preferred because we do seem to have sort of two storylines going on from what we've seen in the trailer and that we have this multiverse stuff and then we also have the, like a court case going on. Yeah. Um, about, about Spider-Man's identity. And I think for the third film, this trilogy to really be about Spider-Man's identity. And I think people threw about the name of, of Craven as the villain. Mm, yeah. I think that had been very interesting to see. Mm-hmm. However, that being said, knowing that we're getting a multiverse film, I do think it is a brilliant opportunity to really have a Holland film that focuses on what it means to be Spider-Man. And having the other two Spider-Man there feels like a good way to have that. And I feel, I feel like the Spider-Verse as a, as a live-action film is definitely a big money-making opportunity from Sony. Mm-hmm. You can tell this is something after after the anim- the success of the animated film. This is something that they really wanted, mm-hmm. and I think normally that would make me very scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, knowing sort of the place that Tom Holland's Spider Man's at now, and knowing that the identity crisis thing is sort of going on, it does give me hope that they are gonna like this whole thing is going to have importance for Tom Holland's Spider Man. Like that yeah. feels like there is going to be an arc there for him, mm-hmm. because sort of the yeah. worst thing that could happen is, you know, he's he's the main Spider-Man going in, and then as soon as the other two arrive, everybody forgets about Tom Holland. <laughs> yeah, that would kind of be like the worst case scenario because it is still his film; it should be yeah. his film. Yeah, and the other two Spider-Men come in as supporting characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm I'm just really hoping that they use it well to really dig into the idea of of why we love Spider-Man. Mm, yeah. Would you agree, Jay, that you'd rather this film was a bit a bit more darker and a bit more about the Tom Holland character, I guess? Yeah, because especially when you when you think, like, this film's going to be linking into, you know, Doctor Strange, and that's going to be more of a horror film, when he would need to start toning torn in the films so it's not just a big jump from you know if this was going to be a happy-go-lucky film to then a really dark Doctor Strange film mm-hmm. you need to sort of start setting the seeds now and, and like you said like I've, I've read articles where it says like this third film is a Spider-Man film so mm-hmm. I feel like the whole identity crisis because this is the first time in cinematic history that Spider-Man's identity has been revealed if you look at mm-hmm. all the previous ones and even some of the you know 1970s drafts like Spider-Man's never been known 
until this film. So it'll be interesting then see, you know, what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man from Tom Holland's point of view, and then the other two pop in and and following from their stories and their journeys, be able to guide Tom Holland into, you know, the final acts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we have got a pretty good template from the animated film. Yeah. Because um, we are like, we're all worrying about it's going to be too many characters, too many, too many of this, too many of that. And to be fair, we have seen a film before do all that before, and it worked extremely well. And it, you know, got an Oscar for the best animated picture. Um, yeah. So it has, it can work. We've seen, we've seen it work. It's not impossible. I just think it seems out of nowhere, and it seems like with this film, unlike the Spider Verse film, we were going in with a set of like. I want to see Tobey Maguire from my childhood come back, <laughs> like that extra element of, like, wow, that's like a big mm-hmm. thing, and that's you can't help but worry about how it's going to be handled. Um, but I do think, I wonder what your opinions are on this because I think for me, I've had a bit of an issue with the way that Spider-Man's been used in these films, being given a constantly new, like a new mentor with each film. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm definitely not one of those people that's like, oh, it's just, he's just Iron Man Jr. or whatever. But I do think there's an issue with him just idolizing Tony Stark and never mentioning Uncle Ben really at all. <laughs> and just kind of talking about, you know, having the best tech and making tech new suits every other scene in every film. <laughs> um, and I do think there's a bit of a worry for me of will this, when, when are we going to see Tom Holland Spider Man just be Spider Man with no mental arc sort of thing because um, it's been I would say it's been two films now of just Tony Stark and then it's Mysterio but it's still Tony Stark and then with this third film is this going to be a new mentor figure in Tony Maguire or Andrew Garfield or Doctor Strange even um, and I just want to I just want to see this character just be just the character that he's meant to be and see how that plays out and yeah because I know that Matthew for you yeah you're not really particularly bothered by the whole Iron Man, Iron Man mentor thing. No, much. I I I do I do quite enjoy the dyma- dynamic. It's part of you know, we've had two versions of the character who have definitely been very independent characters and I've liked that, you know, it's been part of the part of the course to have him interact with other people and to maybe have a mentor. But I definitely agree that the time for the mentor's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think for the first film, it works really well. Mm-hmm. And for the second film, I like how it handles the legacy of, of Iron Man. But mm-hmm. give, especially given how the second film ends, or at least where he is before his identity is revealed, he's definitely in a place where he doesn't need a mentor. Yeah, I'd agree. There's, yeah, you know, there's a point where he... The whole point of, sort of having a mentor in the first place is that one day you won't need them anymore. <laughs> yeah. So... It, there has to be a point where when that day kind of comes because there's there's all sorts of mentors that he could have, <laughs> which is kind <laughs> yeah. of the thing that they, they, if they do go down that route of constantly passing him from mentor to mentor, there's a whole lot of them they could go through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I just hope that they they do embrace him as as his own character. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think that's why it's a good reason to bring in, you know, Doc Ock and um, the Green Goblin and them. Because they're, you know, the first film, um, the Vulture was basically an Iron Man villain. He hated Tony Stark and the Avengers. And so 
he hated Spider-Man as an equivalent. And then the second film, Mysterio hated Tony Stark, and so in turn hated Spider-Man. So for the third film to bring Spider-Man villains who hate or will hate Tom Holland because they hate the Spider-Man of their universe makes sense that he doesn't have a mentor anymore. Doctor Strange probably won't be a mentor, as we've seen them battle each other in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other Spider-Man will be his mentor. So it's almost like a a bit of a, you know, I don't even know how to, how to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, like a metaphor, like he's, you know, realistically, this is his identity crisis. It's the Spider-Man now all interacting face to face. It's this internal dilemma of who Spider-Man is as Spider-Man, no one else, just Spider-Man battling a bunch of Spider-Man villains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think there's definitely an element of, I think for me, the the villains coming back, and I, <laughs> I feel like I'm kind of, kind of kicking the new villains down a bit, even though I do quite like them. But I do feel like the, the villains from the previous films have been a bit more formidable. I just, for me, I feel like the Vulture was never, I really liked the Vulture in that film, but I never felt like he was, as formidable as, you know, Doc Ock, for example, or even to, certain, to even a certain extent, like the Green Goblin in the Minus Spider-Man 2. Like, I never got that sense of he's going to threaten Peter Parker this personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Mysterio, I kind of have a, I kind of have an unpopular opinion, I guess, on that character where I feel like he was well used, but not, not I didn't particularly love that character. And I yeah, feel like, I know. But do you agree? Yeah, I feel like he was, you know for being in this universe where it is very technol technology, especially with Tony Stark, it makes sense having Mysterio as a technology based villain, but then it's a shame because Mysterio in the comics is is fantastic and has so much potential. Mm. Yeah. And I think the kind of mm-hmm. I think for me the I think the main thing for me was just he hates Tony Stark <laughs> again. Like it's just the same thing again. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't a big fan of that. And I think for this movie, they got a really good chance of a bunch of villains, which might be a bit too much, but a bunch of villains that literally just hate Spider-Man. And it's not a misunderstanding, it's not Tony Stark, it's not some other superhero or Doctor Strange even, it's maybe entirely motivated towards just this Spider-Man, which could be very interesting and very... I can't wait to see how Top Holland grows into the role in this film, and I think because I, I do think that Tom Holland, even though he's famous for being quite a young-looking guy, and mm-hmm. he can fit the teenager role, he is getting older. And it is getting noticeable. Like He is getting like a 20... He looks 20-something now. Um, yeah. And I feel like it's getting a bit ridiculous to a certain point, making him play a high voice, like a high-pitched voice teenager still. Um, it's kind of a bit, they're kind of pushing it a bit in the last film. I feel like to do that again with this film, it's a bit much like he's not that young he's not like an actual child in this universe <laughs> like he is yeah. he is still like a teenager but he is not an idiot <laughs> um <laughs> so i think it's i think it's time for him to just seem like a full-on he is spider-man now and not in the process of becoming a spider-man that we know from previous films if that makes sense Definitely. um yeah because i feel like he's like in this weird area for the past two films where he's he feels like he's pre-Spider-Man and not just Spider-Man. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Which is weird then that we're getting a, a younger day Spider-Man cartoon in the MCU. <laughs> so, 
Also, yeah. okay. um, I didn't mention this when we first mentioned it, but it, it, it would kind of indicate that maybe they are going to go for the, the trilogies after this. Because why would you do a prequel series for somebody who isn't going to be in the universe anymore? <laughs> yeah, who's, that's a good point. Who's going to voice the Spider-Man? Because if you watch the they have a different actor to voice Spider-Man in the What If series, even though it's meant to be the MCU, so it should be technically Tom Holland, but it's not. So is the mm. the voice actor from the What If series going to voice the animated Spider-Man, or is Tom Holland going to do his prequel animation? It's interesting. I think yeah. there's probably more reason to get Holland back to do the animated series than there was for What If. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what if he's only really in that one episode? Yeah, yeah. he's only. So mm-hmm. it, it kind of makes sense that way. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, yeah. So sort of talking about sort of returning characters as well, I wanted to get this in because obviously we have all the villains coming back and we have the Spider-Man potentially coming back, but there is potentially another handful of characters that are rumored to return. Um, a certain lawyer. <laughs> yeah. A certain lawyer's firm. How would you feel about seeing um so it's Charlie Cox, um Deborah Ann Wool, and I can't remember the guy who plays Foggy name. I'm sorry. <laughs> um yeah. but how would you feel about seeing them back from their Netflix roles? I think it'd be brilliant because I you know, I loved the the Netflix. I loved I loved Daredevil, Jessica Jones. Uh, Luke Cage. I loved loved all their little series, and I was quite upset to be fair that they didn't get brought in in Infinity War or or Endgame. I kind of understand roughly to an extent why, but it would have just been nice mm-hmm. to have some way of of getting them in. And I feel like since we're gonna go through this law court thing again, this is a great way because you know I've heard that there have been contracts signed and agreements that the the seasons are gonna get renewed for. Mm-hmm. For their uh, for their respective characters, and they're going to make appearances in Disney Plus shows. So it makes sense that if they're going to be in there, why not mention them or highlight them or just tease them or cameo them mm. in the film? Yeah, it's also it's, it's good timing for us to do this. But recently, um, Brandon Davies, who is considered a fairly reliable sort of source of news, recently tweeted it's. Um, like a production sheet, which essentially confirms that they are doing something at Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's good timing we're doing this. Um, and he's also, I think, is he rumoured to appear in She-Hulk? Uh, I think it's She-Hulk, or it's, it's Moon Knight or She-Hulk. One of them names yeah. sticks yeah. in my head. Yeah, I think um, it might be She-Hulk because She-Hulk's like a lawyer mm. uh, during the day, I think. Yeah, so he, yeah. He, he's rumoured to appear there, and um, Vincent Nofrio is rumoured to appear in Hawkeye. Mm, okay. Um, Kingpin. As, yeah, as, as Wilson Fisk. And see, so yeah, it's, it's interesting timing, but as well, because there's also questions on how they introduce them. Mm. Like, do you have this be a continuation of the Netflix universe, or do you do it as a soft reboot? Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like they've, unfortunately, because like my opinion on the Netflix shows is I think. I think my overall opinion is that I'm quite mixed on them, but I do think Daredevil, I think in the past like 10 years, like superhero movie, TV show wise, I think that's like a top five thing for me. Mm. Like I love that Daredevil TV show. And I, I would, I honestly would would feel quite 
cheated if I saw that character come back and it wasn't just that straight yeah. person. Um, yep. Because I love that show and I think it, it, he deserves more time on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, one, I think he's one of those few, like Hugh Jackman sort of, uh, Robert Downey Jr. sort of castings where I think he's just perfect for that role. And mm. he's just nailed it. And I think if he comes back in this kind of a light to the MCU movie, I think it can. I think it can definitely work. I don't think they've got to reboot it or like be like, oh, it was, it was like the Netflix show, but there was less blood. <laughs> um, yeah, the exact, sa- the exact same things happened, just less blood. Yeah, it's a lot less blood. Um, I yeah, I would really like it if this they folded them into it and kind of just said, yep, if you know him, you know him. If you don't know him, we'll get you like we'll do like a little scene of like explaining who he is, and that's it. And I think. I think that'll be enough. And I think as well, I think why not just slowly bring in the Netflix universe as its own universe, maybe, um, and kind of just like pull them into it. Because I think they were all quite good. I and I just think it's been kind of a shame that they've kind of just let it go. Because I think, you know, just they got Disney Plus now and it's working out quite well. Um, and I think Netflix and those Netflix shows kind of got a bit, a bit shortchanged and a bit Mm, I agree. Ignored, honestly. Um, by the end, I think didn't they? Um, they announced that they were ending them before they actually released the second season of Punisher. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So that second season of Punisher just completely under the radar. Yeah, because everyone just kind of checked out of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So if 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 they if this was to happen, they were to fold the characters in. Which mm. ones would you? Like, which actors would you want to see return? Because personally, I I'd, I'd love to see John Bernthal as the Punisher again. Mm, yeah, I would love to see that. Yeah, um, I for me, I think one that I know that I don't want to see is the the Iron Fist guy. <laughs> um, he, <laughs> I didn't love him. <laughs> um, yeah, How, who do you want to see back, Jay? Um, I I always didn't like the 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 way they ended sort of Jessica Jones because uh, I loved David Tennant's portrayal of, of the Purple Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was great casting. Uh, Luke Cage I thought was almost perfect casting. Uh, yeah, it was literally just Iron Fist who I kind of had a little bit of a uh, this isn't this isn't great with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, if they could do it in in a way like you said like. We could keep them universes or them them series as what they were, and then bring them into the MCU and say, well, yeah, that was basically what happened, but a very slight difference just to make it flow into the thing. So you could still watch them, and it's basically the exact same, but you know, maybe two or three tweaks. <laughs> yeah, because you do you do also have the groundwork because they do still the show still reference the event of the first Avengers film. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they they lost the references as they went on. But the <laughs> yeah. first like season of Daredevil, there there are full on references to Thor. Yeah, they got like a like a news newspaper in the background at all times, just saying the Avengers. Hey, eh? remember them? <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, but it's if if that was so to, they somewhat so you can get away with just plopping them in. Yeah, you can. And you know, people also say that maybe you can't bring them in because actors have played roles like because they've got Mah- Mahershala Ali to to do Blade, mm. um, who's in Luke Cage, I believe. Yeah. 
Yeah. And people say that, you know, that caused the problem, but it kind of doesn't because the, the MCU's kind of already set the precedent in that, you know, Gemma Chan's in Eternals, but she's also Minerva in Captain Marvel. So hmm. stuff like that, you can kind of crease over that. Yeah. I, yeah, I think when it comes to Marvel and how big it is, I think when you get whenever you get like a a supporting character who's played by the same actors as the new character that's going to be in a new film, I kind of just don't mind it. Mm. I kind of like Especially for like different periods because like Captain Marvel's in completely different time periods. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah she's a she's a minor character in that, so bringing her back for the it works. Um, yeah, because all you had to say was, "Oh, I was an ancestor of, of one of mine," or "Let me great great." Aunt's uncle. Yeah. Yeah. And they are helped by the fact that one of them's blue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. very true. People haven't really noticed them being the same person, I think. <laughs> yeah. Kind of speaking of which, um Aaron Taylor Johnson is craven. Mm. That could Aaron... cause a problem. Aaron Taylor Johnson, the Quicksilver. Yeah, he was cast as Craven, wasn't he? A while back. Was he? I thought that was yeah. just for Sony. Yeah, it was. It was, it was like for Sony's, Sony's universe of villains or whatever. They cast Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh. oh. Um, I mean, Marvel's not using them. <laughs> yeah, they kind of purposely ignored him, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's They've got Peters now. They're not used. They're not near this guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like that's. I didn't know about that, honestly. Um. Yeah. Well, it depends on you about the whole Marvel Sony split. If I mean, if they are gonna keep respective universes, then you can kind of get away with it having mm, exactly, you know yeah. cross comparison. But if you are all gonna make it one big universe, then that's where the issue comes in. Mm. Yeah, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I feel like with the Sony, the Sony um, villain, whatever universe it is, it just they look they just look really confused. Um, <laughs> You know, like I think the trailer came out recently for the new Morbius film. I think everyone had the same reaction of like, so we we can see Tobey Maguire in the background, like that sort of that that uniform, but we can also see, you know, the Oscorp building, and but then the Daily Bugle sign is the one from the Remy films, and then but we've also got this character who's from those films, and it's just, and also we've got Michael Keaton from the actual MCU, so it's just like. What what are we doing? Where are we? And I don't think they know where they are. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they have a clue what they're doing. And I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> um, they're also in a weird position. Of, this is coming out after um, No Way Home, but it was supposed to come out before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. That's a good point. But I think that's why the marketing team is, is, is quite genius, you know, because... Um, Alfred, the guy who plays Doc Ock, obviously slipped up and said, "Oh, I'm in the I'm in the third film." So then, mm. what they've done is he's been the main villain in the trailer, mm. and all of the still photos, the Empire magazine release, and everything is on that one fucking bridge. <laughs> and <I think> that's <laughs> yeah. Because obviously, that's probably where Doc Ock first comes into it, so you don't have to spoil the rest of the film because mm. everyone knows it because he said just keep showing that and then that creates the suspense of well we're not seeing anything else from the film mm. other than this bridge scene and the one character we do know is confirmed and everything else is down to leaks and stuff so yeah. with the Morbius thing it's like oh well here's this from the first trilogy here's this from the second lot of films and here's him from the MCU mm. and it it's just it goes into us piecing together what on earth is happening in in no way home 
-hmm. it's that mm -hmm. the element of nothing's been confirmed the only thing we've got for definite is the official photos and trailer which is only of this bridge which was confirmed accidentally ages ago <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah i feel like when i've watched um uh twitter or whatever i feel like there's very much a split opinion on how the marketing is going people mm -hmm. either think it's one of the worst marketing films of all time or one of the best i agree that it is one of the best marketing films ever made <laughs> like so I do think... I. they've just they've got people to do it for them yeah yeah they're just like i feel like at some point a leak happened um i think the first one might have been jimmy fox had like an instagram post about him coming back and then he deleted it two seconds later yeah, it's one of those hindsight moments in fact that is where it started <laughs> yeah of all the places this could have begun yeah jamie fox just on his phone one day <laughs> yeah and i feel like yeah i feel like the trails have done a really good job so far of just i mean comparing it to um 2014 with uh the second amazing spider-man film where we just got like 10 trailers of the entire film um including like the final shot of the film against the rhino we got that in the trailer a year before the film came out um and i feel like this film like you said we've literally just seen the, i feel like the first 20 minutes 20 40 minutes of the film and even then it's just bits and pieces and one bridge sequence that might just take five minutes of the film um yeah. so yeah we we literally have no idea we don't know where the finale is going to be we don't know what the midpoints we don't we have no idea really at this point i think that's insanely good and i feel like it's i mean it's less it's a bit more than a month away from the film like two days away from being a month away um from it coming out and we just don't know what's going to happen at all um and i just and i feel like that is, sorry henry um sorry. i feel like the, the genius thing about it is I feel like they were holding off until the Loki season and WandaVision um, and what if to sort of open the branch of the multiverse stuff. So I feel like they were holding off of the trailer then, but because everyone was just getting sort of patronising and fan trailers were coming out, mm. they just sort of sat back and went, hang on a minute, this is a genius idea. Everyone's talking about the film because we're not showing them anything. I feel <laughs> like they just delayed the trailer like they usually do until this season comes out because then when people watch that, then it'll make sense. And then mm. like they'll be like, oh, multiverse and variants, and then we'll be able to see the No Way Home trailer. Mm. But the one, hang on a minute, if we just sit back and just hold on to it for a bit longer, let's see what they do. And then that's <laughs> what like I don't think people are like, oh my god, the security at Sony and Marvel must be terrible. Look at all these leaks. I reckon it is them who <laughs> would just like make make this fake thing, make it look like a leak, and then send it out as a leak. I feel like all their promotional stuff they're sending out isn't designed to be official first looks other than the bridge scene all of it is made to look like someone's leaked it because then people are like this is fake this isn't fake no because look at this and then they're going back to the old films for the first one like, look no this is a screen grab from this scene in the first trilogy or this is from the the second film of the amazing spider-man yeah. and it makes people re-watch them and it's making everyone talk about them with them not having to release anything so the i think that's just brilliant and the people that aren't realizing it's marvel and sony behind the leaks mm. purposefully obviously don't really understand the, the level of genius this marketing is, is pulling <laughs> off yeah and yeah i totally agree and i think I, yeah i think that this film is one of those weird things where it's had one trailer 
for it and it's coming out next month but everyone knows about what this film might be mm-hmm. um even people that that aren't into marvel that much know that this film is a weird one <laughs> and one they've got to see to like know what's happening um which is insane that they've done that i i think i agree as well i think like some of the things that we've seen are fake uh photoshop images are from marvel probably um and i think that that's yeah i think that is kind of a bit of a genius move um because we just we just don't know and i think as well they're um they've been releasing uh the the older films on netflix and i think they might be getting them on disney plus now as well um, i've seen people have them on disney plus i've seen some screenshots of that yeah so oh. i think the they're slowly like just contacting contacting netflix or whatever and saying can you know here's the the rights to these films and everyone's like just for the hype of the new film are going back and watching them for the first time maybe in like a decade um yeah and kind of revisiting them maybe loving them or maybe not but still like mm-hmm. being aware of them and they're going to go into this film with a certain level of hype that's unusual for a I, I would say that everyone's, you know, excited for a Spider-Man film, but I feel like this is by far the most exciting one that everyone has been a part of. Um, it just feels like everyone universally is at least intrigued to see what this film is about, <laughs> um, which is really exciting in some ways and irritating in some ways because there's so many theories now <laughs> um, yeah. that you just wonder, will I be hurt by what I want to happen not happening? even though yeah. it's not really their fault yeah. um yeah so i'm just i'm a bit wary i'm just yeah i just i'm just taking it as it goes and i think i think it's been confirmed maybe that we're going to get a trailer this week i'm not I sure think if, if we ever want proof of how well they've done with this marketing campaign is the fact they've been able to sell tickets to a live event for a trailer they have yeah yeah yes i've just seen so i've seen the pictures of them funny you should mention that henry I have seen the picture of, of course, the live event. No, Master will probably be someone who's like, oh, here's the leaked trailer. And then tomorrow, you know, the next day, we'll get the full official trailer. But mm-hmm. pictures of Andrew Garfield talking to Benedict Cumberbatch, Toby Maguire having a selfie with Zendaya, it all yeah. just, it all adds up to this hype. <laughs> it, you know, obviously, nothing's but them two haven't been confirmed in it. But yeah, here's them rubbed in our faces at the, spider-man 3 premiere mm, yeah <laughs> i i'm genuinely fearful for the internet i genuinely think it'll explode if they show them in the trailer yeah yeah definitely the do you reckon it won't work <laughs> everyone thought that the internet would crumble because of something like skynet no <laughs> because of all three spider-man being in the same trailer together <laughs> yeah it could happen yeah <laughs> i uh i don't know if, if they will show anything in the trailer of like a different spider-man um i i I just think the fact that they've organized this screening kind of indicates they will because if they do and they don't show anything then Mm. yeah (laughs) could set themselves up with some bad pr yeah maybe yeah i think unless they just said like a voice or like you don't see them but you hear one of the voice like you hear toby mcgregor go you know great power comes great responsibility Hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like I, visually, I think at the most we'll get like a foot on screen, and that's it. And like you know, like it'll like it'll stamp down on the ground and it'll be like the boot of Tony Maguire's suit, 
mm-hmm. and we'll all freak out, and that'll be the biggest thing in yeah. the trailer. Actually, um, can you remember the Endgame trailer when they? I was going to say that as well. Yeah. Yeah. If they had a shot like that, that would be an acceptable. There's the three Spider-Man. Yeah, where they all, yeah. Where all three of them walk around some rubble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, other than the bridge scene, I think the only thing we might know, like set piece wise, is it might be going to the Statue of Liberty at the end. Maybe. I think we've seen some leaks of that. Maybe. I'm trying to think. It was X Men when they went to Liberty, isn't it? Yeah, it's X-Men uh, 2000. Yeah, they, yeah. They, didn't, they didn't go there with Spider-Man, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I just seen, like, I saw, like, one of the images from Empire, and it was of him, and I just can't remember why, but everyone just thought it was the Statue of Liberty or, like, the inside of the torts thing. Um, mm-hmm. Not sure why, but I just... Oh, yeah, I think I know, I think I know what you mean. Yeah, I think that's the only thing we know location-wise about this film other than New York and... Uh, the Bridge. The bridge. Yeah, <laughs> the bridge. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's all we know. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, is there anything, anything else anyone wants to, to bring up? Uh, no, I've, I've, I've hit my part in how it is in the market and, is and how no one knows anything about this film. Mm-hmm. Um. I think what I'm gonna say it was. Um, do you think we'll see the Raimi trilogy MJ? Pardon. Ooh. I think we'll see MJ from the Raimi trilogy. Oh, um, yeah. There was a leak of her and and the the girl who played played Gwen in the second season. I think it was the actress who played Gwen. But I mean, she did a recent interview and was just like, "Oh no, I'd love to do it again, but you know, they wouldn't cast me because you know, I'm older now." And I just mm. think. You've already been caught in the same area as everyone else, and everyone <laughs> else confirmed. There's no way you wouldn't be in, you know, in for a couple of minutes, or hmm. at least a shot of like Tobey Maguire flying through Doctor Strange's portal. Like you're not there in the sidelines for a second. Yeah, yeah. I feel, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like when it comes to the supporting characters, the supporting characters around the other Spider Men. It's going to be very much just a one scene and that's it, mm, sort of thing. Yeah. I don't see them being a part of the actual narrative for that much. Um, yeah, I don't really see Sally Fields, Aunt May, in the film for longer than one scene, maybe. Um, Especially given how she, she spoke so complimentary recently about them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she didn't love being in those films. But, you know, to be fair, it's Sony is Sony, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised that they have I mean, any other characters that. from. Sorry. No, go on. I was going to say, I'm surprised that I think Empire said um, that um, Iphis, I, I, can't, I can't pronounce his name, the guy that played Lizard. Oh, yeah. Irfan? Irfan? Yeah, him. I don't know. <laughs> like one of the, I think Empire said that confirmed that he's going to be in it, which does surprise me because he also said that he hated being in the first film. Did he? Oh. I don't think he hated oh. it, but he, he said that he, he wasn't a fan of and what they did with him. I think with him, that character, there's a lot of deleted scenes with him, with his family. And in the last mm-hmm. film, like in the film that he's actually in, we don't see his family at all. <laughs> so there's just, you know, Sony keep on cutting scenes out of films to make, set up sequels. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Jay, yeah. what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, you know, it's it's like what you've just said. Sony did 
you know, they didn't do the greatest of jobs with Spider-Man. So I don't think any of the supporting characters would hit, you know, massive with audience nostalgia as much as, you know, Mary Jane from the first trilogy and maybe even Harry from the original trilogy. You know, I don't think when you look at it, everyone wants Harry Osborn or the Green Goblin from Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. They don't want the Green Goblin from the amazing <laughs> Spider-Man film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I totally. I think there's there's a weird kind of thing with the the Andrew Garfield films where I think we all want to see him come back, but just not the world around him. Because <laughs> um, I feel I, there's some good casting there, and I think I do genuinely like that version of Aunt May, for example. And I think I do quite like the Green Goblin as well, but I just don't think they they ever landed quite as well as the other ones did. And for me, I think it's really weird that the big the big kind of, I would say the third or fourth most hyped up villain of this film is Electro. But for me, he is by far the worst on screen villain we've had in mm. his, these Spider Man films, I would say. Yeah. Um, that also raises more questions because apparently he's not going to be blue. Yeah. So he's not really the Garfield villain, is he? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know what's happening there. Pull some correction, like he came from the portal and like that energy. Changed him from blue to yellow. <laughs> they could do. I think that's I, why everyone's excited to see him, for him to sort of get the redemption as a villain that he probably deserved in them films. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, Jamie Foxx is a very good actor. Yeah. So definitely. he kind of feels wasted in that first film. He def- yeah, definitely does. He has like this. I don't know what they were trying with that character, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah. I, mm, yeah. This is some weird things where. This is the style to be able to have for the past, and I love those first three films, and I appreciate a lot about the Garfield movies. I don't love them, but I appreciate a lot of aspects to it. And I think, but I think with nostalgia comes like this weird thing where we kind of have ignored that. Yeah, but was you know Venom and Spider-Man three that great, or was you know um, Electro that great? And I think bit worrying that we're going to get these characters coming back when we didn't particularly think they were they were well used to begin with <laughs> um, in those films maybe and as I'm just wondering will these films this film this new film um, with so little time manage to not only bring them back but also fix the ones we didn't particularly love um, and yeah there's a lot it's a big task to do in one film and it's a bit worrying, honestly, because yeah, because like last time, like we were saying before, like uh, the Spider Spider Verse film, the animated one, it didn't really have the pressure of this is you know the films that we all know and either have a, a positive or negative negative opinion about. It's all just completely new, and with that came no kind of expectation or worry about what it meant for the universe. It just made sense because it was all new, and this time it's a bit like. Well, how does this work? Because I know how he died. He's not dead now. So mm-hmm. at what point was he plucked from that universe? Like, and he's got a million questions in your head now because you don't know. You know, we might we might never find out specifics. Unfortunately, it might literally just be like a bit of a brush over sort of. Oh, he's stuck off my universe. He got taken from, and then someone interrupts him, and we never find out when, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's it. Um, but I don't think they would do, but they could do just to kind of brush over it. So I hope they don't, but they could. Yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah. like the big ones, like Willem Dafoe and Doc Ock, will get, 
you know, the, the tribute they, they kind of deserved. Um, and, you know, a Sandman lecture in them, they'll probably not get a quick brush over, but they'll get enough to make us actually care about them. But because mm-hmm. we probably didn't care about them massively anyway in the first half. Mm-hmm. It's just like, ah, the back, but they've made an impact of this story. So we like them in this. But of course, we don't really need to care about them compared to Willem Dafoe or Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. Or... Yeah. I mean, so far, they're definitely pushing those first two villains the most. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, they are. Um, we've only got it's kind of funny that, um, that first that first post they've revealed where it's kind of, it's the Doc Ock arms, and there's just like a tiny green goblin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's kind of funny it's like, to look at. It's like, it's like, I feel like we should put him there. But we're also not supposed to put him as like a big part. So we'll just we'll just stick him there. Yeah. You can zoom along, in with, and... along with a bit of sand and a lightning bolt. Yeah, yeah. A bit of sand, a bit of lightning. It's definitely like a... That poster is very much like a zoom and enhance sort of thing for fans. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Which again is why the marketing team are fantastic because again we all know Doc Ock's in it because mm. he was stupid enough to tell us all. So <laughs> obviously make him the big poster and then just a really tiny Willem Dafoe in the corner. Yeah, mm-hmm. tiny, tiny, tiny there. Like I did, I honestly God, I didn't see him when I first looked at the poster, and I came back to my phone like half an hour later. I was like, oh God, he is there. <laughs> <laughs> so it did, it did, it did work. Yeah, didn't notice until later. Um, yeah, yeah, that's like the marketing for this film has been really unusual and i do agree that it's been pretty great um, well, i mean the numbers show because you know it beat endgame and infinity wars trailer record by like a long shot mm. which is insane when you think about it. like that endgame was that was like a hype machine like it was just from the get-go everyone was going to see that film no matter what the trailer looked like um mm-hmm. so it's weird that this film with so little pieces of in- pieces of information is just Outgo- like outgrossing already maybe those films, <laughs> which is insane. Um, yeah, that's insane that it could possibly outdo those films. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know, does anyone want anything to say? Like, any last comments? Um, well, I suppose could, we could round off by one thing that you really want to see in it. Hmm. If you had to boil it down to one thing, it can be anything. It can be character, it can be a theme, it can be a, a dynamic. It could even be a character death if you want to be want to be that sadistic. <laughs> I think the only thing that I if we're going to see Tori Maguire, I want to find out that he he resolves his kind of Spider Man free emo fears with uh Mary <laughs> Jane. Like I wanna see that they brushed over that and they got they were fine. They he he grew, he got he became a better person and had a happy life and had maybe a kid or two. Like, I want that to be his life, poor Spider-Man 3. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's the one thing I want to see for me. A happier life before Maguire. <laughs> you, Jay? Um, I'd, I'd love to see some dynamic between the Green Goblin's, you know, villainous tendencies and Doc Ock's, you know, redemption. I want to see, you know... For them to, you know, interact as villains, but I also, of course, don't want them to ruin Doc Ock. So I want to see almost like a double cross. If mm. if Doc Ock is good, mm. I would love to see. I believe Green Goblin is going to be the main villain of this story, despite Doc Ock being so far in the trailer. So mm. I hope that 
there is some interaction between the two most iconic villains. And then Doc Ock goes along with it to a certain point before redeeming himself in front of Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man and, and you know, save, save, helps the three of them save the day, in, in a sense, and gets everyone home. Because he is, you know, a genius scientist. So add that with Doctor Strange's magic. You could technically get them back home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be great, yeah. I'd love to say that too. Yeah, sort of yeah, like I a, think, yeah. the real villain and the puppeteer sort of thing. Mm-hmm. He's actually the villain, but Doc Ock's kind of like, I don't know, I'll do it for the bridge scene, but that's it. <laughs> mm. yeah. I think I'd like to see a similar thing with them in the way they handle Sandman. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder how that. I do wonder how he's going to get used because he was definitely like full on. I'm not a bad guy. I'm just going to go away now, and then that's it in the third mm-hmm. film so and there's also like a clip in the trailer where it looks like he's protecting him yeah yeah i was just going to mention that it doesn't in the trailer look like sandman is being the good guy yeah mm. yeah so i would quite like to see if they just made him a villain again it kind of wouldn't make sense personally yeah yeah i think it would make sense for him to be at least at least at least grow to become protector of spider-man and not just a full-on villain villain sort of thing or at least give him a reason for wanting to fight them yeah like if it's a case of wanting to go back to because he has a daughter doesn't he in spider-man 3 mm-hmm. yeah in yeah. the case of him fight, fighting to want to go back to his daughter i can live with that <laughs> yeah that that would make sense yeah hmm. yeah 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 anything else uh, no, no I've, I've got nothing else Okay, so that'll wrap it up then. Yep. On them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I hope you enjoyed that one. Thank you for listening. Uh, it's been a very a very big topic, that one, because it's probably, like, you know, the biggest film of this year, I would say, in a lot of ways. Yeah. I, yeah, arguably, yes, definitely. Yeah. It's It's been trending on Twitter every other day, <laughs> this film. <laughs> so I think it's pretty big. Um, and, yeah, I hope you, you know, Hope you agree with some of our takes. Hope you, you know, have some opinions as well that are maybe you might surprise us with something we, we didn't talk about. Um, mm-hmm. Let us know. Uh, share, like, uh, follow us on Instagram at Marvelous Cinema Podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, got a Twitter account at Cinema Marvelous. Uh, yeah, just feel free to give us a review if you want to. Uh, do you want to mention your accounts, Jay? Uh, yes, realistically, the only one uh, I have is my YouTube, so www.youtube.com forward slash JC Life. I, you know, run a, a Let's Talk podcast all about mental health and well-being. So if you fancy it, go give that a check out. And thank you, uh, guys, for letting me come on again. My no pleasure. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go follow that too. Um, yeah. I just hope you enjoy this one. And thanks for listening. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.